This week on Surf Charleston, I sat down to chat with Kate Barrettini, local artist best known for her Animal Shred series, and also the creator of the film Ear to Ear, and a super stylish longboarder to boot. We are Surf Charleston Podcast. Thanks for checking us out this week on Surf Charleston, Not a Pop Out Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Rufel. And before we head over to our interview with local artist, filmmaker, surfer, Kate Barrettini, wanted to just make sure to plug Ronan Lurkin's documentary one more time. This is kind of last minute because this podcast will probably come out Tuesday night. So if you catch it when it comes out tonight or in the morning sometime and you end up having some free time Wednesday night, head over to Martin's Barbecue on James Island, just around the area of the Wild Blue Ropes Adventure Park and check out this documentary. It's going to be awesome. It's all about growing up in the Charleston area and surfing. Perfect fit for probably anybody that's listening to this podcast. No tickets needed. Just need to drop a $5 donation to the Warrior Surf Foundation, which is a perfect thing to do anyway so it all goes to a great cause barbecue surf flick good times so check it out the other thing i wanted to talk about was the wahini classic was this past weekend was out there for a little bit checking it out seemed like it went really great so many people participating of all ages went awesome the waves were great and a lot of the pictures and stuff that i was seeing throughout the weekend was awesome too a lot of love, a lot of competition, and just a fun time at the washout, people surfing and having a good time. So it was a great thing to see that it's back in full swing now this year. So everything about it went awesome, and it was just a great event. So appreciate everyone that participated. Looked like everybody had a great time. And we're going to talk to one of the surfers who participated this weekend. Here's the interview with local surfer, filmmaker, artist, Kate Barrettini. All right, let's jump into it here. I'm here with local surfer, artist, filmmaker, Kate Barrettini. How's it going this afternoon? How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's been a beautiful morning. Awesome. Well, first of all, I'm a really huge fan of your work. And hopefully I don't pull a Chris Farley here and just start rambling and pointing out the awesome things you did without really even asking any questions. But <laughs> um, So obviously this weekend was the Wahine Classic. Congratulations on, on, your, on your success out there. How do you, uh, you feel about that event? Um, yeah, a little bit of what we were talking about earlier. It, it was awesome. I, you know, never made myself vulnerable and wanting to win something so bad. And, you know, I didn't get the positioning and placement that I was hoping for, but, um, it felt really good to experience those emotions. And I'm so stoked for the girls that, that, you know, won and the girls that, uh, made it to the finals and the girls that advanced to places that they weren't expecting, 
Um, the conditions were really challenging, and that was awesome too. Honestly, that was amazing. Like to have yeah to have waves that were over knee high in uh in a surf contest on Folly Beach is really special. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I was out there a little bit on Sunday morning checking it out, and the the competition level was pretty high uh, as far as people really getting into, which was awesome to see because. Uh, you know, that's what it's all about. Just having fun, you know, the, all the different ages out there. It's, it's such a cool event that we have it here in Charleston for so long now. And it's kind of a rare thing here on the East coast to have an all women's event. So how do you feel about that scene that we have here is about the inclusion of women in surfing? Um, you know, how do you feel about how Charleston represents that inclusion? Oh man, I think Charleston has a high density of extremely talented female surfers and I think because of that it attracts even more girls to get into the sport and more girls to really push themselves you know um I think there's you know an opportunity as a surfer where you know you can become really addicted and you can want to you know just always get out there and you know really work on that turn or really work on, you know, getting deeper bottom turns or going more vertical or like having, you know, better opportunities to nose ride or, you know, just trying to like read waves in general, you know? Um, and I think that maybe sometimes, you know, any, a surfer could make, and this isn't just women, this is any surfer. I think any surfer can get to a place where they, you know, are just fine with, you know, going out there and floating in the water and catching whatever waves come their way, you know, and that makes them really, really happy. And that's a special place to be in a special time, you know, and, um, and that's wonderful. And I, I do think though, that with the caliber of surfing from that we see from women out here, that it makes a lot of girls want to go further than that, you know? Um, yeah, so, having yeah. somebody to look up to and you see them like some of these, like you're saying, some amazing swimmer, uh, surfers that we have out here, just seeing them shredded out there and you just have somebody to look up to. That's part of what makes somebody passionate about something and kind of go, hey, I could possibly do that as well because she's a woman, I'm a woman. And that can inspire you to say, hey, I can get out there and do that too. So yeah, it's it's great to have that community built up here and have so many, like you said, so many amazing examples for these girls to look up to. Oh yeah, I mean Jenny Brown, dude. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Holy smokes! I mean, I don't know when you were out there on Sunday, but her shortboarding, her reading of waves, her ability to engage her rail—it is just—it is beautiful, just stunning. Like I seriously have chicken skin thinking about some of the things that I saw her do on Sunday, you know. And it's amazing to see her daughter really kind of come into her own style. And, um, I, yeah, I'm so amped to see what Georgia does with her surfing life for sure. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So let's, let me hear a little bit about, um, about how you got into things. Like, give me your background. What's your story? Where, where did you grow up and all that stuff? Um, I was born in New Orleans, kind of bounced all around the Southeast. Um, and my dad, uh, worked for a grocery store and he kind of has like this, solid like American dream like started as a bag boy ended up being vice president and then the company got sold to a bigger company and he lost his job oh, that's... <laughs> but um but anyways we ended up in Clover South Carolina 
uh, which is like just south of Charlotte. Okay. And um, I was really into rock climbing and whitewater. We weren't really a beach family. Uh, we always went to the mountains and I really wanted to go to Brevard, but Brevard was a very expensive school. And so then I wanted to go to Clemson because they had a parks and rec program and I really wanted to be a park ranger. And um, I was also a total clown in high school, terrible <laughs> SAT score. I had like an 800. And um, yeah, so needless to say, I did not get into Clemson. Um, and then I took the ACT and got like a passable score to go to college. <laughs> and um, fortunately, got accepted to CFC. And um, when I was down here my freshman year, kind of came to realize that going to the mountains every weekend wasn't possible. Um, so I decided to start surfing and, um, I was like, all right, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it right. I'm going to pay for a private lesson and I'm going to go out every single day. And by the end of college, I'm going to be like decent at this sport. You know, like I like set, that was my goal. And, um, so I called up Shaka Surf School and Jenny Brown gave me a private lesson and um, she is she is a remarkable teacher. And what was really awesome is that she was about four months pregnant with her youngest daughter, Georgia, um, at the time. And she was just the cutest. <laughs> she was just like putting on her wetsuit, getting that bump in there. Like yeah. she was just like already like instantly a role model, you know. And um, yeah, she uh, yeah, she taught me. Um, kind of the basics. She, you know, let me know not to keep my legs wide open when I was laying down on the board. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and of course the first board that I ever bought was like a six two like performance thruster. So it took Perfect me like for East coast, uh, oh, yeah. uh, folly waves, right? Oh yeah. It took me like three months to pop up. <laughs> and, um, and then, yeah, I ended up getting, you learn on that though. You could surf anything though, right? Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I was I was really grateful somebody like let me borrow their fun shape, and then that was like that was the turning point for sure. Definitely, the learning curve started to curve when I got that. Um, and then, yeah, when I was college, you know, I was like hooked. I definitely had the bug, so I um, moved out to the beach. I was really fortunate; it was still pretty cheap to live out there, and there were still plenty of long term rentals. So. If anybody from Follies listening, feel free to make more long-term rentals for other people in the world. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, um, and I think it was maybe like four years later. I got a I got a five ten like quad fish, and that was like my first shortboard. And um, yeah, and, oh oh oh, I worked at Mellow Mushroom through college. And there's this incredible surfer who still lives out here. And he really, I mean, he's regularly blowing my mind. And um, he, and I don't know if I should say his name. but Of I course. Think, I don't know. I think he'd be cool with it. His name's Chris Jenkins or Zoinks. And, um, you know, I remember being like, hey, man, you know, like just kind of like annoying, like super stoked, like young, kind of like just getting into surfer, surfing, just asking him all the questions all the time. <laughs> I really appreciate him being so kind to me then. But yeah, he was, um, I was like, you know, how do I get better? Like, what do I need to get better? And he was like, you need to watch as many movies as you can and you need to travel to better waves. And I was like, done. So I like, <laughs> like 
I think like two years into surfing, I went to California and then three years into surfing, I was like, Indonesia, duh, wow. that's where I have to go, you know? So I like went to Indo and then after college, I lived in Nicaragua for a little while. Um, so yeah. And then after that, I honestly did, Nico was awesome, but I like quickly realized that I want to like be like someone that has lived in a place for a really long time. Um, so we came back to Charleston and, um, I have no desire to leave. I love this place so much. <laughs> yeah. And our community really is amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And so you took that just almost like, uh, on a hunch that to, to start surfing and then you just turned it into a passion pretty quickly there. So was it just the challenge of, like you saying, kind of learn and more and more and just getting out there and doing something different every time to make you that just jumped into it so passionately where, it's inspiring your art now and inspiring pretty much most of your life there to, to just live this, you know, to live this lifestyle. So what was it really that pushed you into that where it just became your, your main focus of your passion there? Um, I think it was just water. I love water sports. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was obsessed with whitewater boating when I was in high school and I really wanted to be like, a professional whitewater boater, which is why I wanted to be a park ranger was so I could always be by rivers, you know? Sure. And, um, I think it was just the same mentality with surfing. You know, I, I studied science in college. I was a geology major and, um, and surfing helped me get through that because, you know, in order to like stay focused on a project or an assignment, I would always kind of be able to relate it to surfing um, you know, there's like marine geology and understanding bathymetry and just, I mean, man, earth sciences in general are such a beautiful thing. Of course. And, um, and yeah, so I think those two things kind of going hand in hand, like focusing my geological study with my love of surfing just enhanced my love of surfing. And then I remember, man, I just wanted to get out of school. I couldn't wait to just only have to work, you know, to just be able to do whatever I wanted and work, you know, that was it. Like nobody telling me to like read this particular thing or write this particular way, you know. Um, and yeah, so I think when I got out of school, I was just content with, working in food and bev and surfing whenever I wanted. And, um, yeah. And then honestly, I had, I had no desire really to be an artist. Um, my mom was an artist and, you know, I think I, I was just kind of like, I don't know. I guess I just didn't really think about it. It kind of just like, happened organically. Like you were maybe just putting stuff out there a little bit and then you, the responses you were getting kind of just grew your passion for it and it kind of just kind of came out organically more then where yeah. it just kind of started happening I mean, little by little it wasn't just like yeah. a set plan to do hey i'm just gonna be a full-time artist and i'm just gonna do it like you just kind of started doing it as maybe just out of just pure joy and then it actually kept slowly turning into more and more and it just grew your 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 you know desires to keep doing more like because obviously you're pretty versatile, you know, doing the paintings and film and even your graphic design work. I mean, that's, that's pretty versatile artist. Um, so I mean, obviously you're very talented. So, I mean, it, you know, it, having that family ties to it and seeing your mom doing it growing up, probably kind of just always had in the back of your mind that 
this is something I can do if I really wanted to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. It wasn't like a, I definitely wasn't afraid to, to go after it, you know? Um, just because I, I mean, I, I worked with my mom a lot and my mom, my mom is incredible. She does. I mean, she can make a piece of plywood look like marble, you know? Um, she does all these amazing faux finishes. Uh, she, when I was growing up, she did a lot of watercolor. She did like wild murals in people's like dining rooms and stuff. And, um, yeah, it was just, and she would always like paint cool stuff in my bedroom growing up too. <laughs> so it was just always around. And then this is, I, I think, you know, it's funny listening to you say like, oh, you do graphic design and film and this. And I'm like, it's all 100% because I got to go to this really rad thing that the County of York pays for called Starts. Okay. And it's called School of the Talented Arts. And it's, um, it's through Winthrop University. And for sixth graders through eighth graders, throughout the month of May after school, they pick you up at like your respective middle school and they take you to Winthrop University and you get to do a major and a minor. So I did visual art and I did drama, but you could do dance or music. Um, so yeah, it was dance, music, visual art, and what am I missing? And drama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Drama. And, um, and yeah, so arts were highly funded in that area, which, you know, when you're a kid, you don't realize that arts aren't everywhere, you know, but, but anyways, I didn't realize until I got to college that everything we did in starts in the visual art program was like intro college level stuff. And I mean, we did every single media, like everything we did film we made stoppy animations we made our own cartoons with like these beautiful like prismacolor markers mixed media stuff sculpture oil painting everything you know wow. yeah it was insane so i think because i did that as a young kid you know i i just had no fear going into any of these projects it's like all right yeah like i'm gonna figure this out you know yeah you just and, need those like groundwork uh, you know level introduction to like this is how it's done. And then your brain can go from there, you know, and, and you can kind of expand on it and use, use it to your advantage to, you know, kind of branch off of it and use that knowledge. Now you go, okay, this is how stop animation goes. And then you can use it in the beginning of the ear to ear to make your movie. Like, and you just had that knowledge in the back of your mind. And it's so powerful to be able to, that's such a great program to have for kids to have that opportunity to get introduced to it and grow that love for it. Kind of in a natural way, like that's pretty awesome to have that, to have that available to you. Like you said, it's, that's stuff like that's not available everywhere. So that's super cool that you're able to be a part of that. I know, dude, it like, it really blows my mind. I don't know. You know, it's, I, I really regularly think about like destiny and all that kind of stuff. And just like, I mean, just from like the earliest days of your life that there's a plan for you, you know? And I kind of think about that too with, um, with kind of like my career as an artist is like my whole intention is to grow really slowly. Like just take my time. Don't worry about anything. Just, just maintain like, a, you know, just good intentions in your work and work hard and just, just share it because, because why not? You know, like, 
Yeah. Just share it. And, and it's okay if only like a few people enjoy it because those few people maybe needed that, you know, or maybe, yeah, maybe they didn't need it and they just like thought it was funny, you know? And yeah, it's just like, why not do it? You know? It's, it's so true because you could put out, as long as you're putting out what's coming out of you, like, and putting it out there in a way that's truthful to why you're doing it in the first place. And there's no other motivation behind it besides just pure expression of your, of what you want to get out there. And if you put it there in that way, like you're saying, the only good can come of it and, and whatever comes of it is good because that's, you know, you're doing what you love and you're putting out there what you want to express and how you want to express it. So if you're not letting anything else control that or be uh, manipulating it in any way, then then it's pure and it's it's beautiful. And that's what literally art is all about. So if you're doing it for those right attentions, only good can come of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I appreciate you seeing that. Yeah. I mean, because I, I always had that mindset in, uh, from an artistic mindset myself. So I, I'm not anywhere near as remotely even talented as you are with your painting stuff, but I always just had that kind of outlook on life. And I feel like hearing you talk about that kind of makes me feel, understand that completely. So I, I definitely understand where you're coming from with that. And then, and that's a perfect way to kind of do it. And obviously you're doing some amazing things and you're, you're getting your, your name out there and you're, and you're definitely hearing the, um, I've always hear your name popping up. So you're doing some amazing work. So, um, I mean, I oh, can even nice. see that one thing I saw that was cool. McEvelyn's surf shop had you on their thing as a bastard of the surf stoke. <laughs> I just think that's a perfect, <laughs> that's like the greatest title ever, especially for you just hearing you talk for this, like 15, 20 minutes that we've been chatting so far. Um, your, your love for surfing comes through. So that's pretty, that's a, that spot on that title for them that they saw that they put out there for you. <laughs> Dude, that was like a dream come true when because I was older when they put me on the team and um, McKevlin's is astounding in how incredibly um, just how incredibly thoughtful they are in every action that they make in that business. The the amount of love that Tim has for his employees and how his employees share that between one another and their their customers, um, it's it's really unique. Um, yeah, and and so, anyways, I, I knew that I probably wasn't gonna get to ever be on the team because I was older, and they really want to support the next generation of surfers, you know. Um, but I was really fortunate to get invited um, thanks to a really good friend of mine. She put my name out there uh, when she was living in Mexico and got me the opportunity to be able to go to this surf contest called the Mexi Log Fest. Sure. And um, and when I went to that, I think they saw an opportunity for me to be on the team, but as an ambassador. So as an, I think ambassador is like a nice way to say our older team member. <laughs> I, I, it's still so cool. Like that. Just like that's what this is literally all about. So just having that title and being a part, like you said, being part of McEvelyn and being part of it's it's not just folly like history. It's like East Coast surfing history. It's one of the oldest shops in, in the So just I mean, every time you drive down and you come into folly, that's like the first thing you see. And it's it's such a visual perfection just to come in and see that shop like that. So I mean it embra embraces everything that we love about this community and it embraces a lot about East coast surfing and surf history. There's so much history going back 
so many years, way past that can even obviously before me. So it's a, uh, it's a powerful thing to be a part of. And it's pretty cool, you know, um, to be, just be, uh, be a part of it. Like you're saying, they, they care so much about surfing and Folly beach and, and th- th- you could probably go on for six, seven episodes of just how much history just is wrapped around that one shop right there. So it's, it's a cool thing to be a part of. I'm, I'm sure you're proud of that. Oh yeah, extremely. And I'm so happy to hear you say that you feel that way when you see that shop. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, it is such a special place. It's amazing how, you know, it's, it's those kind of things, you know, that like keep, that's a, you know, that's a big piece of glue right there. (laughs) Yeah. We lose so much history, uh, with involvement, the, uh, the, you know, with technology growing and growing and stuff like that. And we lose those things because just the walking there and smelling the wax to me brings back memories from when I was like eight, nine years old, just going with my uncle to the surf shop for the first time and, and kind of learning about boards and, and everything that goes into fin setups and, and, and sizes of boards and all that stuff. And just talking to the guy and like, he could see the stoke in me and talking to me for 45 minutes, even though I'm not buying it more, more than a t-shirt or something or some stickers yeah. and just having, having those type of relationships with a shop. I mean, those that can't go away. Cause yeah, you might be able to get a price better on Amazon or whatever, but you, if you lose that thing, then that, that kills something more than just a business, you know, that kills a community. So having McKevlin's and mm-hmm. ocean and some of these shops have that kind of history and have that kind of a, uh, a lord that to grow the the sport in the in the area it's it's just a powerful thing so hopefully you know we we don't lose that ever i don't think we will no I, yeah i think people need it and they know they need it you know it's yeah it's the physical touch of something you know yeah it's tangible it could always go away in other areas but hopefully you know hopefully we we're smart enough not let it go away our surf shops go away but um, not to get on a negative side, I wasn't trying to go down that way at all. I was just trying to say that, you know, that love for going into surf shops and and that feel for when you go in there is is a beautiful thing. But let's dive into your art a little bit more. Um, so obviously you're pretty well, uh, pretty successful a- uh, animal shred series. Uh, what kind of what kind of inspired you to, to? I love those pieces. You could really tell like a real surfer did it. Some of the details, like in the uh, the pad board, or just the way you could see the wax kind of being on there, just like all those little details that you put into some of these pieces. I, I was looking through them a lot and I just, I just love that, those little minuscule details, but what kind of inspired you to, to kind of, uh, you know, put this kind of, uh, series out, I guess to say. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I had this incredible love throughout college. Um, yeah, he was, he was just a really wonderful human and still is a wonderful human. And, um, and he had a battle with mental illness that eventually caused us to have to separate. And, um, at that, and I was, well, I was like 24, I think. And at that time I realized how close you, (laughs) how close insanity is, you know, (laughs) I like, I was looking at it, you know, cause I, I had lost this kind of like rock in my life, this person that I definitely thought I was going to be with forever. And, um, and I remember just being like, all right, I just gotta like, I just gotta do something, you know? And I had always had the idea in my head. Um, 
You know, animals are our simplest selves and it's also kind of funny. So yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna, but I liked the juxtaposition of this like kind of funny, non-serious thing in like a really like detailed, nearly photorealistic um, style of work, you know, almost like, uh, you know how like Banksy did that stuff where he would take Renaissance paintings and put like Black Hawk helicopters in them and stuff. Yeah. Like, I love that. I think that's amazing. So, you know, kind of like that notion of like, you know, something's amiss. But, um, and and yeah, it it makes me laugh. And, but it's also beautiful. So, um, yeah, so I just started and I was like, all right, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do 10 of these. I'm going to have a show. And, um, and yeah, the show was super fun. It was such an awesome party. I'm so grateful um, I've worked at the Charleston Music Hall as a bartender for over a decade, and um, I'm so grateful to Charles Carmody. And um, at the time, his assistant director, Bennett, um, who I hate that his last name is escaping me right now. But anyways, uh, they helped me organize that at the Music Hall. And it was, it was yeah, it was an art party. Awesome. <laughs> so I was like, shoots, man, I want to do this again, you know? Um, so yeah, three years later, did it again. And... It was interesting, though, because the second go around, like, was a lot harder. Um, yeah, it's it, it, like, got to the point where it was, like, I did not at all want to paint, and I hated it. <laughs> I was, like, this is so time-consuming, and <laughs> it hurts. It, it hurt. It really did, dude. I would look at something that I was working on that I was at, like, a crux moment with, and I would just be, like, man really don't want to do this today you know and um you know yeah I mean making yourself was it that it was just like this is for something now instead of this is I'm doing this for fun I have to do this for an actual no it was it was just that I had this desire I really wanted it to look a certain way you know and when it didn't or when I couldn't get colors right or something like that like I was just like man ah you know just trying like, to get it perfect in your yeah. mind and, and but what's awesome is that you know you don't realize this is anything you do in life right you don't realize that you're growing when you're doing it you know and um and you know what i didn't know then is that my my visceral like you know pain in picking up brushes and pouring out paint and putting on paint clothes (laughs) was anxiety. You know, it was me not wanting to fail in that moment, you know, where now I realize, because I work with acrylics and that if you, if for me personally, you know, I want the way I paint with acrylics, I almost want them to look like oils Um, and oils blend really well together. And they just have that beautiful fade in between light and dark, you know, And I really, really love that. I love the feeling of seeing that, you know, of like a skin tone, like of shadow going into light. Like that is, mm, that's everything. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, um, now I realize that for me to get that feeling in my work, to get that kind of like depth and softness, that um, it takes a lot of layers, you know? So all of the parts that I was messing up on, I didn't realize it, but they were 
they were underlayments for like the next layer, you know? And that that is what makes everything look the way it looks. It's all the mistakes, you know? And so now when I paint, I don't worry about those things anymore. I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. Like, it's just, it's supposed to be like that, you know, just keep going, keep blending, keep putting paint down, you know? And, um, yeah, I really, really appreciate it now. Um, another thing that's really helped my work now is working on smaller canvases. Um, you know, everything that I did, I mean, I started out, everything I did was like, 36 by 48, like 24 by 36, you know, just these massive pieces <laughs> yeah. of artwork, like, which also like, where are you going to put that in your house? <laughs> if, you live, <laughs> if you live in like an 1100 square foot rancher, where are you going to put like a 24 by 36 painting, you know? Like, yeah. So, um, I mean, it could be a cool, like single piece, but I don't know. Anyway, it's an investment, but, um, you know, so then the next show, I went down to like 24 by 24s, and I had a few larger pieces. And um, I am planning Animal Shred 3 right now. I'm sorry if I'm getting off of this. No, you're good. I'm loving okay, all this. Word. This is great. <laughs> all right, word. Um, so, yeah, Animal Shred 3, August 12th, 2022. Um, with, you know, the first Animal Shred, it was just me. Second Animal Shred, it was Justin Morris doing his version of Animal Shred in a different medium. Um, and then this third Animal Shred is going to have another artist who is a remarkably talented, fi talented fine artist in town named Taylor Faulkner. And she works with a lot of different mediums. Um, quite often you'll see her working with pastels and with polymer clay and different kind of um, materials to do sculpture. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so Animal Shred 3 is going to have a ton of work. It's going to be all kinds of photos, and it's going to be, you know, uh, smaller pieces of my work, which is acrylics, and then it's going to be Taylor's work, you know, and we're going to do framed prints, and we're going to have um, – <laughs> they don't know this yet, but if they listen <laughs> to the podcast, they'll find out. But um, uh, I love Charleston Waterkeeper, and I've also come to really um, – appreciate the work of heart which is an inclusive arts community that works out of downtown charleston and um heart you know seeks out anybody who has a desire to create um you know whether they're uh experiencing down syndrome or if they have autism or if they're experiencing ptsd or any of those things like, oh wow you can go there and you can do drama you can do visual art you can do photography whatever you have desire to do Heart is uh, the place to do it. And so I I donated some pieces to a uh, auction that they did. And they sent me drawings that their artist had made for me. Wow. Of animal shreds. Of no like, way. Yes. That's like, fantastic. Dinosaurs. And it, it was amazing. It was so cool. And so, uh, you know, I was brainstorming with Justin and Taylor, you know, talking about this this art party and everything and taylor was like dude we should have some of their work in the show as well i was like spot on man that Definitely. is gonna be awesome so the way i kind of see it right now is it's just gonna be like um i don't know if you've been to head high studio if you haven't um justin taylor tim mcmanus gordon Kiter, um 
myself and some of these classic boards from Foster Folsom's collection are going to be at this show called Water Show on September 4th at Head High Studio. And that's where Animal Shred 3 will be. Uh, but it's it's got these three white walls, like right when you walk in this kind of garage door. And what I want to do is just like cover maybe like a five to six foot section of that wall at about eye level. And I know that there's a better term for this, but that kind of like Tetris style of hanging things, you know, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Absolutely. So it'll be like that. Um, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. I don't want to give any more away about it, but it's going to be super, super fun. I, I'm so stoked. I'm I did so see stoked that about that Justin the uh, Taylor on board. The water show. So that's, I mean, that's pretty cool. Uh, you're obviously you're going to be, I mean, I'm looking forward to that. I saw them plugging that and I, I said, that sounds like something I definitely wanted to check out. So I've been talking about that a little bit before and uh, I'm that's, that's where you're going to have your show as well. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. And it's so sick what Tim is doing. I mean, just the arts community in Charleston in general is a really, really beautiful and special place to be an artist because from Definitely. my experience, it's very um, inclusive and artists are down to work with one another and they're down to help one another out. And um, yeah, I think, you know, no matter what kind of like style of art you fit into, there are other artists that are there to lift you up, you know? And um, yeah, I, I think what Tim is doing with his, with his space is really, really rad. And that he's going to start opening it up more to different artists, having more shows. And um, I don't know if you've been to a water show in the past or if you went to Animal Shred a few years ago, but it is just a super fun party. <laughs> it's just like, It's a perfect, yeah, it's yeah. perfect. So, yeah, it's that's such a sweet setup. Yeah, that's great. I mean, definitely, definitely going to be checking them out here, the upcoming ones for sure. I haven't been previously unfortunately but i'm kind of learning more and more about it and when i saw that one coming up and with the, the fine date like that i was like i'm in for sure so this is right up my alley like you're saying that sounds like a fun thing we'll definitely plug it here and try to support it as much as i can um, thanks yeah That's awesome no problem yeah there's gonna be amazing music too it's this band out of nashville called the mango furs gotta check them out it's kind of like psychedelic um cool kind of surfish eh, just psychedelic rock it's really good that's right up right up my alley. So that's perfect. Uh, that's, it's definitely something that uh, a lot of people listening to this would like to support too. So hopefully we could help promote that and, 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 and check it out for sure. So um, how did you get into filmmaking? Obviously you put out some great work. So how did you kind of, I know you had that some experience in that program yeah, so, when you were younger, but how, yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, I was um, rambling for a second anyway. So. Every street. Um, <laughs> So my college sweetheart was a documentary style filmmaker, and um, he's now a really incredible photojournalist. And um, yeah, just kind of, you know, scooping around with him and seeing how uh, Premiere Pro works and, you know, just learning how to get a shot and kind of, you know, yeah. I mean, he just, uh, what do you call that? Is it like osmosis when you're around somebody? And yeah, you just, just kind of like absorb information. Is that it? Yeah, that works. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> that works. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's uh, that's how I would, you know, you just kind of absorbing it. Yeah, like, yeah, almost. Yeah, like yeah, that's exactly how I heard it say before. Um, you kind of just taking it in without like realizing it for sure. Yeah, yeah, and then I also I just love storytelling, man, and of course. um, 
yeah, storytelling through film is, um, I think that's something I kind of admire from my dad. My dad, oh man, I mean, my dad loves television, but in like a really just kind of sweet way. I, I mean, I don't know. I adore my dad. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I love, you know, you just be like, so dad, tell me about The Sopranos. And he's like, oh, oh my gosh. Kate, amazing show. You got to realize, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's yeah. like, yeah, he's like, you're rooting for the bad guy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, dad. Um, so I think, yeah, I just, I, I know that ear to ear wasn't necessarily a story. Um, it was more of a study, you know, highlighting what we were talking about earlier, just this incredible women's surf community that we have. Um, and yeah, I've got some film ideas up my sleeve. I'm really, really excited about them. I wrote up the screenplay for one of them. Um, and that film is going to cost a ton of money. So, (laughs) so yeah, I'm just kind of, um, nurturing that idea i know that it's going to happen i think i have to do some other work first in hopes of getting recognition so that way i can have like an investor trust me um that i can make a successful project but um yeah i i really can't talk about it very much but but yeah hopefully in the next like five ten years there's going to be a really beautiful film that'll come out (laughs) That's awesome. I mean, you have so many wheels turning in your head. Like you have this, the shred, uh, animal shred three, and you have these awesome ideas in your head about the film. So that's great to be passionate about it, have that drive to, you know, keep working towards, like you say, getting that accomplished. So it's good to have that driving force behind you, behind your work there to keep you, keep you in the right direction for sure. So that's awesome. Yeah. I think there's definitely, there's like two things of like really knowing that it would be sad not to share it. You know, it would be sad not to share these things because they're very fun notions, you know. Um, and then the other is that if I didn't get them out of my head, I think it would make me really depressed, you know. That it would. I don't want to be in my later years of life and be like, man, I had this great idea, but I never did it, <laughs> you know. And you have the ability to do it. I mean, you have... The hard part is coming up with the idea and you've, you make films before, so you kind of know the nuts and bolts of it. So you just, like you said, if you could just get the other little smaller details, like the whole funding thing worked out, uh, you could, you could just get it done. So, I mean, that's good. You know, you had the hard part, hard part figured out the passion and, and the ideas to, of what to do. That's sometimes people just go, oh, I just want to make a film, but they don't really put that kind of work into it. So they have that, that's the hard part. So the rest of it will come naturally come in time so I'm, I'm sure you can get those off the ground faster than you think i appreciate it man yeah i really really appreciate you saying that because sometimes it's just about that passion and you you could just find out you'll get a lot more done and worked out you know with that than not with that so i'm, I'm excited to see it i know it'll, it'll happen so I'm, I'm definitely excited to see all that you have coming up there and the one thing i definitely wanted to bring up before we have even let you get out of here before i even forget How's it feel to be one of the ex-presidents and two feet and classy? (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So amazing. Oh, I'm so happy you brought that up. I have that movie is up at my mom's house and, um, um, I saw it the other day. Oh, I say the other day. It was like earlier on this year, but it had been a few years since I watched it and it's just, 
what a beautiful thing that those guys did. I, I hope that, I mean, I know they're really busy. I hope that they're able to make something else in the future for sure. I had Patrick talk to him. Um, I asked him if he had anything. He was like, I'm not, I'm not too sure. And then I had Chris uh, Sizemore a little bit later on. And he was like, after, you know, getting all this buzz from you talking to me about it, he's like, you got, you, got, you guys got my, uh, my mojo going again here. And uh, my brain thinking about it, he's like, we'll, we'll, we'll put something together. So I feel like they'll definitely have something in the works. So keep an eye Dude, out on those I guys. Could, I could probably watch a solid, I could watch a whole full length movie of Chris Sizemore surfing. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that dude's ridiculous, man. I saw that guy surf like some pretty big waves at this point break. And it was like pretty sloppy. And he was just navigating through all of this foam, like all 10 toes over. It was. Wow. Yeah. It's super impressive. And I, I don't know. I really appreciate both him and Kat. Kat's been one of my longest friends and it's been so wonderful to grow with her. You know, she's, yeah, they're remarkable people. Yeah. I I'm excited for, for them to come out with some more stuff too. So there's so much, that's what I just love about Folly Beach. There's so much besides the serving itself. This community does so much great things and puts out so much great, you know, content. And I don't even know how to express it, but just, just the whole culture and the community in itself is it's such a unique place to be a part of. And I just, every time I turn around, there's something more amazing coming out. Uh, you guys just, you know, this water show, stuff like this is every time I turn around, something else is coming out that I go, wow, that's amazing work. And it's all right here at Folly. So you guys are doing such great work. And uh, I'm excited for, for to know that you have so much in your, in the wheel well, they're you know, coming around to come up with some stuff there and have some more stuff to keep coming out here in the future. Yeah, you know what's crazy to think about is there are people that we don't even know yet that are going to be here at some point in our lives <laughs> and they're going to make more stuff happen, you know, or like the kids that are here, you know, as they get older, like what are they going to do? You know, it's just. And they're going to get inspired by Two Feet in Classy and Ear to Ear and stuff like that. So you have a part of that. So your stuff will live on you know, forever and, and younger girls will see that or, you know, see your success at the Wahini Classic and stuff like that. And um, so, you know, you get to be a big part of that. So that's, you know, that's the beautiful thing about art that, you know, once it's out there, it's out there and you can inspire so many more people to be the future um, and to put out art and put out stuff like that. So it's, it's yeah, you're, you're 100% right about that. Yeah, super stoked. Um Oh, and you, dude, thank you for making this sweet podcast to just share your love of this community with one another. I mean, that's the, that's the point of it. It's like having awesome conversations like this and hear you hear that joy in your voice and hear and, and be able to get that out there is literally what it's all about is just getting that stoke out there, getting that appreciation for surfing, but then just see the see the branches that come off that tree of surfing in this community and see how much amazing things can come off of that. Like some of this art, these films and everything else that you guys put together, uh, just being able to get that out there and so more people can enjoy it as much as I do is, is what it's why I'm doing this. It's so much fun to hear stories like yours and hear that joy that you have for surfing and, and everything else that goes into it. So I appreciate your time and appreciate you sharing that with me and putting it out there in this medium. And it's a great medium. You know, a lot of people have access to it and it's, it's a cool way to, to share it. So yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Absolutely, dude. Yeah. Thank you. This yeah. is really fun.
Is there? Any, I mean, obviously, once you kind of plug some of your social media, your ways for people that could support you and find out about, you know, the water show, your social media, your you know, getting some paintings from you and supporting you. What's some good ways for people to? to check those out and, and see some more of it since this is a podcast, you know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my business's name is rabbit hole mediums. Um, and that is kind of like an umbrella for all the work that I do. So if you want to go to my website, it is www.rabbitholemediums.com. And then, um, yeah, my Instagram is at K B T I N I, which is K B T N E. And then, um, yeah, my Facebook is my name. Um, I have my business Facebook too, but it's pretty, pretty garbage right now. <laughs> um, and yeah, um, I'm also in the water quite a lot. So come say hi, please. See out there at the, at the pier, and um, obviously the water show is coming up on September fourth um, at the Head High Studio, right? You said um, that's in downtown Charleston. Yes, it is just behind the Daily, which is that area right across from. Um, it's just on the other side of the overpass where Rec Room is, and there is ample parking, which is phenomenal. Which it's is hard to find. Reason why it's an amazing place to have an art show. Um, so yeah. Maybe come on or maybe get an Uber because you might want to rage. It'll be a really, really fun time. I'll definitely be there. So definitely uh, support support the team out there. It's going to be awesome, awesome event. And I appreciate your time. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing more come from you in the future here as well. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, Chris. And we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Big thank you goes out to my guest for this episode, local artist, local surfer, local filmmaker, Kate Benettini, for her time sitting down and chatting with me. It was a really awesome conversation. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Wanted to make sure to plug her show one more time coming up at the Head High Studio downtown Charleston called The Water Show, September 4th. Head over there. It'll be a fun night. A lot of great art, music, and just a fun time. So check it out. If you want to find out more about her art and everything she has going on, check out her website, rabbitholemediums.com and on Instagram at K-B-T-I-N-I to follow her for all of her upcoming events and check out her awesome artwork on Instagram. Again, that's K-B-T-I-N-I. We just ask you, please support Surf Charleston and subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen into this podcast right now. We'd greatly appreciate it. And follow us on Instagram, simply at Surf Charleston. Until next week, we are Surf Charleston, not a pop-out podcast. Keep the stoke alive. We are Surf Charleston Podcast. podcast.